This episode of Life's a Garden is brought to you by Santa Claus. Because without him, there would be no Christmas. The spirit of Christmas would not exist. Although, there was that Jesus fella. Hmm. We'll give credit to both of them. It's episode 27. Let's get into it. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. This is Life's a Garden. We're all set up here with the Black Rifle Coffee. Got a little bit of liquid IV here too. Because if Joe Rogan promotes it, you can bet your ass I'm going to buy it. Studio is all set up with a little bit of Christmas decorations. We're not all done up yet because next week is the Christmas special. So we're going to be all done up on that. Now, coming up on the Christmas special, I need you guys to listen up, okay? Because I'm going to be doing a giveaway for the Christmas special. Right here, I got a $25 gift card. And this can be won by any single one of you, okay? All you have to do to enter and and uh, to enter to win this $25 gift card is share this podcast, this episode. Uh, share it to whatever, Facebook, Instagram, whatever, okay? Um, one share of the video will get you an entrance, and one share of the audio will get you another entrance. So you can get up to two entries, okay? If you share the uh, the video podcast to whatever, your Facebook, any social media, just has to be one social media site, okay, of your choosing. Share it to, yeah, Instagram, Snapchat even, I don't care. If you can share it to any one of your uh, social medias, the audio tra- the audio uh, share gets you one entry, and the video share gets you another entry, okay? Um, I'm trying to figure out how to do this exactly so that I know who gets entered. I'm thinking what we need to do is if you share it, comment in the share, like tag me, whether that's on Facebook or whatever, or if I'm not, if we're not like friends on on uh, Instagram or or Facebook or anything like that, take a screenshot of of the of you sharing it to your page, and send it to me on a messenger. Both the like I said, the audio and the video. Okay, so you can get up to two up to two uh, entries into this, and then next week. So and this will run all the way through till. Next Friday. So if you share it on Friday, then you're you're entered, okay? But you gotta let me know, okay? I, I there's there's no way I'm gonna be able to keep track. You have to like somehow let me know that you did that. So tag me in it, or you know, comment and tag me in the comments so that I can see that you shared it to your page, both the audio and the video, and I will uh, put your name in. We're gonna do a drawing on the show next week to give away this $25 gift card. And uh, yeah, so from from the point that this that this episode airs until the next episode, we'll, we'll say Friday. The cutoff date is Friday at, uh, we'll say 5 p.m., okay? So the cutoff, Friday at 5 p.m. After that, uh, it's no good. So 
Share the hell out of this thing. Only, like I said, only one share per will get you in. You can get up to two in, and then uh, we'll give a we'll give away a twenty five dollar gift card. So this is good promotion for me, but also you get a chance to win something out of it. So this is a little bit of a help me to help you, help me to help you, help me to help you. You got it? Okay. We're we're on the same page now. So little Christmas giveaway next week on the episode. So stay tuned for that. Share this episode. Boom. Um, let's get into it, huh? So, first off, first things first, I want to make a little clarification, okay? I didn't get any heat for this, but I listened to the last episode, the last solo episode, um, and I guess I'm a little bit hard on myself when it comes to the, um, when it comes to the solo podcasts, it's it's very difficult, okay? It's very difficult to just sit here by myself and stare at the camera and just try and make the points I've, I've already thought about, but then to articulate them in the way that I wish I could, it's it's difficult. So, I, wanna, I just want to clarify a few things. First off, I don't give a fuck what your political beliefs are. If you truly, like, if, if politics are your thing and you like to talk about it and you like to share it and you like to, like, that's your world, by all means, do what you want to do. That's that's the biggest point of anything. Just do what you want to do. Whatever makes you happy, that's fine. My point, and like I said, I didn't get any heat for this, okay? This is not me, like, apologizing for anything. I just wanted to clarify because I felt like some things might have been said, um could have been taken out of context in certain ways. I just want to make it very clear to you guys. I don't care what your political beliefs are. Do what you do. My point is politics is not everything. And I just I just want to like put it into your guys' minds to just let it go, man. Like it's not that big of a deal. And if you think people really care about this stuff like like super deep, some people do. But I think the majority of us really don't give a fuck, honestly. And yes, I do understand politics are important. There is important stuff in politics. I vote. I pay attention just to the extent of, you know, what's necessary. But, uh, yeah, that's just the whole point. That's my whole point is that there's more to life than politics. And I'm just trying to get you guys to, like, not all of you, obviously, but the, the those of you that are just stuck in this political you know, tornado that's that's constantly on the internet, which, by the way, now that the election's over, has anybody just noticed this huge decline in it? Of course, of course, it happens every year, every election cycle. Um, the other thing I wanted to uh, say was, let's see, what else did I talk about in that? Hmm. Oh, uh, for anybody that lives in LA, obviously I don't think you're all trash. You know, like there's, I have tons of people that I uh, love in LA, or you know, people who influence me at least who live in LA. LA itself is a dump, but the people are not so bad. They still don't deserve a championship, but that's just me speaking as a non LA fan. I do not, however, apologize for the people of Walmart. You are trash. Just kidding. That's the thing. I'm hard on myself because I try to be funny, but I'm not a comedian. You know what I mean? Like, 
you guys, like, I just don't want it to be misunderstood that most of what I say are jokes. Yes, I know plenty of people that shop at Walmart. Plenty of them are not trash. However, you know what I'm talking about when I speak about the trash of Walmart. If you're not it, you're not it. If you know, you know. That's plain and simple, man. Uh, I'm not call. I'm not calling everybody trash, but you just gotta understand. Like, it's hard because I'm not a comedian, so jokes might not necessarily come off as jokes because you don't know that I'm joking because I'm not a comedian. I'm also not a professional talker, so some of this stuff is just hard for me to articulate in certain scenarios. And I try to do a nice, comfortable medium of of comedy and seriousness. Because I, I'm very highly inspired by comedians and by, by comedy podcasts, which of course is something I would wish for this to be. Um, I, I did, however, get some, some good feedback today even from a few people saying they, they have enjoyed the podcasts and that uh, they do think I'm, I'm kind of funny, which is nice. You know, it's always nice to hear hear good feedback. So I do appreciate that. That makes me... Want to keep do you know? Want to keep doing it the way I'm doing it, because I feel like this year has been a really big growing process. Trying to figure out what exactly I want this podcast to be. I'm a little bit of like doing the guests with interviews. I try to be funny sometimes. I try to be serious sometimes. I try to motivate. It's a little bit of everything, you know. Like that life is what you get, and life's a garden. We just got to dig it and uh, roll with the punches, and and we do it however we want to do it. Because life's, life's a garden, man. That's that's the whole point of this thing. So I just do what I do. I do whatever I want. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be funny sometimes. I'm going to be serious sometimes. And the biggest thing, too, like I said, a lot of this is just self-criticism. And I think we all are guilty of it, you know. We're all guilty of that, of that self-criticism, whether it's, you know, singing or podcasting or, or anything that we do. Um... I just want to be the best version I can be in anything I do, like whether it's this or my band or anything. I just always strive to be the best version of it I can, and so any way that I can do it and and help morph it, and I think you just get better at it anyway, you know. And that's with everything. And I think everybody strives to be that. And if you don't, if you don't strive to be the best at everything you do, whether that's be a parent or or just be a friend to somebody if you don't strive to be the best version of yourself in every stage you're doing it wrong you got to you got to get into that mindset and just and be the best that you can be and another thing i was thinking about after listening to you know i listen to all the episodes because i think it helps me just become better at what i do it's weird how, like, in the middle of recording these things, you're not really... You're in the moment, but you go back and listen to it, and things are kind of different. Like, there's times I'm like, oh, I should maybe slow down a little bit, or maybe I can uh, articulate things just a little bit better. So I'm learning. It's a learning curve. But the other thing that I've, I've noticed is just the lack of topics, really, and... Not so much. I think I, I cover quite a broad basis of topics. You know me. I hate talking about politics. But I started this podcast in the middle of a pandemic. 
And the, really, the only things that have constantly been like changing and like a, available to talk about are coronavirus, the election, and a little bit of sports. And even sports is kind of, you know, not the same this year. It's been so different and like hard to, it just doesn't feel the same. Now, when it comes to politics versus sports, not only do I know more about sports, I enjoy talking about sports more. So, later on in the show, we're going to get into a little bit of sports talk because I want to talk about something I know. When it comes to politics and I'm talking about it, I don't know half of what I'm saying. I'm just saying it from my perspective. You know, that's why I don't really get into the political talk because I end up just looking like an idiot because that's just not my thing. Sports, on the other hand, very, very knowledgeable about sports. So I can get down on sports topics all day. And I know a lot of you don't necessarily enjoy that, so I'm saving that for later. We're going to get into some other stuff here early on. But really, it's just like, that's that's it. That's all that's been going on. I've, I can only tell like old stories. Like there's nothing new happening that I can just sit here and be like, hey, um, you know, I went to this concert the other night and like tell you about that or it's like oh yeah I just got back from Denver went and watched a game or went to Vegas like there's no trips happening I can't come back and tell you like big stories I'm not going out as often because places are shut down so it's like there's no crazy bar stories for me to tell like nothing currently not no like live like in the moment things happening that I can like come back to the episodes and share with you um but hopefully we're going to get to that. Hopefully it's going to morph into that. I've got plenty of old stories I can tell in the meantime. And at least I can just uh, maybe give some advice here and there, which we might get into that a little bit. But, yeah. So the lack of topics has really been kind of a struggle for me, too, I've noticed. I just The politics thing, it's important. The election was happening. We had to talk a lot about that, unfortunately. I hate that. And then, uh, yeah, we'll get we'll get into some sports talk, though. I, I, I definitely know I can talk more articulative, and I just know more about it. Mm. Do want to say, Toy Run went off very well. Um, thank you to everybody who got involved in the Toy Run. To anybody who has donated to Toys for Tots, thank you very much. Um, it was very it was different this year. But we, we pulled it off. We got a ton of toys. Literally hundreds of toys and uh, tons of bicycles donated to the kids. So big thumbs up to the Toy Run, everybody who was involved in that, and everybody who donated. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, so just wanted to give a little update on that. Everything went well. Let's see. Let's, let's get... See, and you know what else? Today, I'm running on... I usually have like a little table of notes here. I wanted to wing it today. I kind of got some, you know, I know what I want to talk about, but I don't want to get distracted and like force the things I want to talk about. So I'm just going to let it roll today. We're just rolling with it today. Obviously been thinking and talking a lot about family lately, which is a lot to do with the holidays. Had my dad on last week and had my... uh, I'm gonna have my mom on in a couple weeks. A lot of family stuff been been talking about that. Uh, I'd like to dive a little bit deeper into that, but I also want to talk about like the human psyche, 
I know that's kind of weird, but I've been thinking about that a lot lately and how it's just strange that it's strange to think about how we all think so differently. I mean, I could stand in a room of 10 people and we could observe, you know, the same environment and the same surroundings and everything and and we might all think about different things like our minds just work so differently you know what i mean whether that's a product of environment a product of um genetics and the way that we think and the way we perceive things it's so just bizarre and situational like situational uh perception is another big one that everybody kind of differs on obviously you're going to find like-minded people that you know think think very similarly for whatever reason but it's just crazy how like you know i would attack a you know a, a pro like problem solving i would i would solve problems differently than somebody else because my mind works in a different way and it's like it's it's interesting to try and think of why you yourself me for example like i try and think about like why do i think things a certain way or why do i look at things a certain way and it's like it was hard for me not to think about like my family and like the way i was raised and the way i grew up as a potential product of a lot of things um i have not been shy about my family history which is you know to say my both my mother and my father uh did do a little time in jail and prison during my childhood which definitely had an impact on the way i the way i uh developed and let me let me give you some ex like examples here so for a very long time growing up um I didn't I, I'm not like an affectionate person I, I've, I'm starting to build that up in the last few years but like and by that I, it's it's weird oh, it's it's hard to explain I um like with my family like with my mom and my dad and my you know grandma my uncle my brother my sister it was for for a very very long time to say the words i love you out loud was like difficult for me it's not because i didn't think that or feel that but it was like sharing that emotion with them and like letting them know how i felt i guess was odd or or it just didn't feel right or i don't know like i it's, it's see it's hard for me to explain because that doesn't sound right like for me to say that that's it didn't feel right because that's that's how i felt that you know i felt love for them but to like tell them that was difficult for me same with showing it or like not just telling them but like to, to hug them it was very you know it's it's always for a long time felt very odd to like hug my mom doesn't that sound weird you know doesn't that seem odd to to a lot of you like for me to hug my mom or, or my brother or my sister who i grew up with you know they were with me my whole life my brother and my sister and for me to like hug them was just like 
It felt weird to me. I don't... And, and yet, at the same time... To hug my best friends... To hug my friends was not weird at all. Like, it was easy for me to just, like, hug my friends. Or to, um... Even hug a stranger, for that matter. It's 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 weird. Now don't now that's not to say I wouldn't hug my family or couldn't. It was just there was like a feeling in me that it's not like it felt wrong. It just felt weird to do that. And obviously, like I said, I've I've grown out of that. Like I, I'm I've forced myself into like realizing like this is a strange way to behave. And now it's it's not a big issue at all, but that's got to be a product of of being you know not having my parents around. You know what I mean? I don't know. Maybe maybe it's not. Maybe there's something else. So it's like trying to figure out why that was, why I was behaving that way for so long. Um, maybe it was you know I I didn't really like my childhood like I liked my childhood I, I like to think I did but maybe subconsciously you know, there was parts of my childhood that I didn't want to like remember or associate myself with and therefore because my family was a part of my childhood a distance was was felt I don't know maybe maybe not um fortunately I did have you know my my grandma, and let me, okay, real quick. Let me say this. I I want to I want to put this out there. I need to say this. I love my mom. I love my dad. Absolutely, one hundred percent to death. Um, there was a time that our relationship was, but my relationship with both my parents was different and it and I think it kind of almost always will be a little bit different than the than the average um, family because you know in my developmental years growing up going through you know just those learning years they weren't there and it was my grandma and my uncle who taught me my life lessons and it's like, I guess for a long time, my mom and dad were, were like more like a friend figure. Like that's who they, that's what they kind of more were to me because, you know, I, by the time they were back around, I didn't need a mom, like I didn't need a parent. I, I was already an adult. Like I, I felt like I was an adult already. So I didn't really need a parent. I just, I, it was done. Like that, that part of my life was over. And and that you know, you always need your parents. Like that's a, that's a forever thing. But that's how I felt at that time. You know what I mean? I don't feel like that anymore. Like they're my parents, and they love me, and I love them, and they are very supportive. And but but you know, I that's not who I learned my lessons from. I did learn lessons from them, and I still to this day continue to learn lessons from them but I didn't learn my life lessons like the the how to be a man how to how to treat people you know those are the cornerstones man 
And I learned that from my grandma. My grandma acted like my mother figure. My uncle acted like my father figure. And uh, when my uncle died at his funeral, I made that known. You know, I stood up and I said, I told everybody who was there, I was, this is the man who taught me how to be a man, who taught me how to, you know, be fearless and how to treat women and how to just act proper as a man. And my dad, um, reasonably, was upset by that. Not not there, but later on he did tell me that that upset him. He was, you know, that, that hurt his feelings, but, you know, that's the truth. And I've never been afraid to tell the truth when it comes to things like that. That was my last opportunity to let everyone know, you know, what my uncle meant to me and what he did for me. And that's just how it is, and that's how it always will be, you know. Um, he's the one who, who I learned from. Now, my my father is in my life now. And my mom is my mom's been in my life. They've you know this is not recent, okay? Just so everyone's clear, you know, my my parents have been in my life directly for a, you know a better half of a decade. You know they've been for a decade now. You know they've both been or more around, and so this is not a recent development. I'm just trying to tell you my upbringing and how things have just like come through for me. But I wanted to make sure, you know, it was said, like, even though those, you know, my grandma and my uncle were the ones that raised me and showed me the way, that's just how it is, you know, and, and there's no reason for anybody to feel bad about that. At least I had somebody there to, to teach me those lessons. So many people, you know, who don't have their parents around or don't have a two-parent household or, or, you know, their dad ran out on them or parents who's who were who died when they were uh, young? It's like they didn't get that, and at least I had somebody to teach me those lessons. And now I I still have my parents to support me and to be there for me, and I'm there for them. And so it's like they're still my parents. You know, they just weren't. I had I had more than two parents. Let's put it that way. And so the recognition is not lost on my biological parents, but I also had my, you know, mentoral parents who, who taught me my lessons. And I just want, want that to be said. I think, you know, a lot of that definitely impacts my, my psyche in certain ways, but it could be a hell of a lot worse because at least I had somebody there for me. And I still to this day have people there for me. Um, and same with like my siblings, you know, like it's funny. We, we talk about, we, we joke about it now, but you know, we were, I feel like we've always been close because we grew up together and we, that's all we had were each other for so long, but it's like, we never really, we all kind of did our own thing. We were all kind of in our own groups and like my brother, I feel kind of bad because I was more like a parent figure to him. You know, I, I kind of felt like I needed to fill that, fa that that father role when I should have been playing that brother role. And, and believe it or not, they're two completely different roles. Brother's supposed to be your friend and your, you know, 
your your bodyguard and your 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 guy you go to your parents supposed to be the person that teaches you lessons and and disciplines you and you know and that's what i had to play or at least that's what i felt like i needed to play whereas now that we're grown up i uh i feel like we're we're more of that that brother sister brother brother you know relationship we're more friends and more like companionary rather than parental I felt the same like with my sister too honestly like I felt like I needed to fill that gap of like the father which is not maybe what I should have done um I can't sit here and say I regret it because I mean that's just how it was but um yeah so I I, I feel like now you know I've I've progressed into that brother role hopefully hopefully they feel like that but um but yeah so our relationship has 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 uh, morphed over the years as well um and it all changes you too like just the way the way as you grow you change every day really you change you might think that you that you're just the way you are and that that's just who you are and that's who you'll always be but that's not true you can develop and you can change whether that's for the good or the bad but really like you can change all the time my um where did i want to go with that you know a lot of this stuff really i could i could probably use a therapist or could have used a therapist. I, I, of course, like most people who actually need therapy, I don't feel like I need it. I'm pretty normal. I'm pretty sane. But instead of a instead of a therapist, I made a podcast. So I'm here airing out all my uh, all my crazy for you guys for your enjoyment. But hopefully, you know, this is something that you can uh, relate to. Something that you can like think about and. And just know that you, you know, I've experienced the same things that you've experienced, whether that's true or not. And then, you know, relationships too. Relationships change you as well. Hell, my last relationship, which was two years ago, that really fucked me up, you know? I've talked about it openly on the podcast, like, that was the most depressed I've ever been. And it changed me. It, it literally changed the person I was. Like, when I look at myself three years ago, before that relationship, and look at myself now, that, that, the relationship itself and the aftermath, that changed me as a person. In whether that's little ways or big ways. And I don't, you know, I don't regret it. I went through a lot of hurt, and honestly, it's like, I kind of want to thank her. It's crazy, it's a weird, it's weird, but without that pain, and without that experience, that life experience that I, that I got just by being with her, and then also by experiencing that, that loss of love, man, that, that changed me ultimately into the person I am now. And we all experience those those moments in time. Just it's you never know what it's going to be. 
and they, we, we just get molded by these. And it's like, sometimes I think about, you know, even just that specific scenario with the relationship, sometimes I think would I have done things differently and like, how would I, have, how would I be now if, if we had stayed together or if things had worked out, like what kind of person would I be? Would things be, you know, obviously no, nothing, nothing would be the same. I would be a different person than I am now. Um, but that's just how life is. You know, you roll with the punches and like you have to, you have to just believe that these lessons that we learn are meant to be learned. What, and whether I was going to learn that lesson then or learn that lesson, you know, 10 years from now, those are lessons that I needed to learn to develop as a person and to become the person that I am currently. And there's going to be lessons to be learned down the road. And, you know, you just got to learn from those lessons. You cannot dwell on them. You can't, you can't, uh, you regret them or sit on them. You gotta, you gotta learn from them and, and just, and become a better person, hopefully. I think, you know, there's a long time I really beat myself up over that relationship. And ultimately, I think I learned a lot. I learned how to be a better, you know, hopefully, hopefully just learned how to be a better, um, partner or, learned a little something about women in general. Like, I, I feel like I learned a lot through that relationship. And it just is what it is. Now, um, my friend, my, one of my buddies, he just, he was just going through some, some big relationship turmoil. Him and his wife, um, I won't say their names, but they uh, were on the verge of a divorce. And fortunately, they're working things out right now. I hope I hope the best for them. But um, yeah, he was in contact with me along for for a while there. It was a couple of weeks, and he he came over to the house, and you know I was just trying to talk him through it and help him out as much as I could. And just listening to him, man, it it brought back a lot of those memories. It's like I knew what he was going through, like the things he was saying, just. It's been so long, you know. It's two, it was two years ago I went through that, <clears throat> almost three actually. But it's like I'm over it now, right? Like I'm over it. I, it's but when when I heard his the way he was talking, the things he was saying, the things he was feeling, it all flooded back, and I was like, "Damn, I've been here. Like I know the road you've walked." And so I tried to help him out with it just because, I mean, obviously I can't compare a, a year and a half relationship to a, an eight year marriage, but those feelings are the same when you, when you love someone and then they, you know, try to walk away from that relationship and you just feel that, that betrayal and that hurt. It's a, it's the same feeling really. And, uh, I just, I felt for him, man. Um, but, but fortunately they are working things out. So, so that's a good thing. Um, it was just weird how like he was talking about it and it just kind of flooded back to me and I was driving the other day. I was, I was just driving and I was thinking about just that whole scenario between him and me and, and just thinking about relationship turmoil in general. And it was weird too. I was, I was driving 
and uh, it's like I as I'm sitting here thinking about it and just thinking about life and thinking about like how how all that stuff changed me and how you know just him and his relationship and how things have been going with him and I realized I'm like just in my thoughts and I I like kind of click back to the road and it's like I had, I had, you know, made so much ground up while just, like, on autopilot driving. But I, like, you know, it's you're comfortable. You're sitting there comfortable driving. And it, like, kind of clicked with me, like, life and relationships, whether that's your friendships or your, you know, actual relationships with, you know, significant other or your family. It's kind of like that sometimes, you know. You're so, you, you're so used to it. You're so used to... to the driving and it's so natural to you that you kind of can tune it out a little bit and it just kind of flies by you because you're you're, you're just kind of you're so used to it you know you're so used to a relationship you're so used to like the way things are in your friendships and your in your family or in life in general you get a little um stagnant I guess I don't know you, you, you're just so used to it you're on autopilot and you and things are passing you by and if you don't pay attention you know you can get you can get in a wreck and life can can uh, break down for you pretty quick so you always got to be on the ball you always got to be focused you always got to be aware of of your surroundings and, and I'm trying to make that comparison to the driving and uh, put it toward life. It's like you you can't lose focus. You got to stay on the ball, or or you're gonna get hurt. You know, I'm guilty of that a lot when I'm driving. I'll just be thinking about something, or I'll be listening to a song, and then before I know it. But you're like, you know, you're so comfortable driving, and you've. It's like you're just on autopilot. You you see the road around you, and you're like taking in all the information, but subconsciously, only subconsciously. The rest of you is just like elsewhere. But you can't be like that in life or else, you know, you, you might end up in a wreck. So uh, just keep that in mind, guys. Just keep keep the, keep your eye on the ball. Don't don't lose focus. Don't lose sight of the road or, or you might fall off. Today's local spotlight goes to Lithia Toyota of Billings, my place of work. Uh, let's be honest. They're the only ones that are paying for this podcast to even exist because they're the ones who sign the checks and have, that's how I get them bags. So we got we to gotta give them a shout out because they're the only ones that really put any money into this podcast when I get my paycheck every month. So if you're in the market for a new vehicle or used vehicle, go on down to Lithia Toyota. There's big inventory, a lot of good used and new, both Toyotas and um other brands, but why would you want another brand when Toyota is the best? So get on down there, go talk to our, our sales staff. We got a bunch of great salesmen that are more than glad to help you. Um, I just got a, I, I got a new truck earlier this year and I love it. Absolutely love it. Um, on top of that, if you need service done, go talk to our service guys. Uh, if you need parts, give us, give our parts guys a call. You're, you're guaranteed to get great service when you come into our place of business. You're really not going to be giving me any business because I work in the back. But um, but 
come come bring your business to us. We we promise we will give you the best service, and uh, you're you're not going to be disappointed if you if you come in and get a Toyota. I promise you that. That's speaking from experience. I love my pickup. No regrets with that. So that's Lithia Toyota Billings for all your car needs. Get on down there, and uh, what's the what's the slogan? Uh, let's do some sports talk, huh? I like I like a little sports talk. Let me let me actually talk about something I know. You know what I mean? So uh, what what's all been going on? Okay, so I went and watched the Tyson the Tyson fight and the uh, Roy Jones Jr. fight. Uh, was not impressed. It was, however, really cool to see Mike Tyson fight in a live event. I'd never got to see that before, so for me that was kind of cool. Other than that, fight was kind of meh. It was like, you know, just a gentleman's bout where they're just, I won't hurt you if you don't hurt me and we're just going to make a lot of money. So, Kudos to them for making that money. Oh, and to anybody who thinks Jake Paul is going to beat up Conor McGregor or Dylan Dennis, uh, think again. He's going to get his fucking head knocked off. Also, just announced um, Floyd Mayweather versus Logan Paul. Um, boxing's in a lot of trouble. If that's the biggest fight we're going to see, you know, boxing's in a lot of trouble. Because really all you got other than that is like Tyson Fury and uh, Wilder. Even like just all these other big, big fighters, they just don't get that draw that they should. And so then they got to pull out fights like Mayweather versus uh, Logan Paul. Ew. Boxing's in a lot of trouble. In the MMA world, this weekend, we have um, Charles Oliveira versus... Um, Tony Ferguson, that's going to be a good fight. I'm really looking forward to that. I love Tony Ferguson. And then um, next after that, my boy, Connor. Connor's coming back to the octagon with Dustin the Diamond Poirier. That is the second bout between those two. That's going to be a good fight. Very much looking forward to that. I always love watching Connor fight. Um, so a lot to look forward to coming up in the MMA world. A lot of good fights actually coming coming down the tailpipe. So keep up on I, MMA, man. I love fucking MMA. It's it's probably my second favorite sport, just next to football. Oh yeah, let's talk about football, okay? I didn't get a chance to to talk about this, but how about the NFL fucking giving it to my boys, to the Broncos? Made us play without a quarterback. Um ended up having to have a practice squad wide receiver play quarterback for us. Of course, we got our asses kicked by the Saints, who also were playing without their quarterback. But I will mention Taysom Hill is an experienced quarterback. He's He's been in that system. He knows the offense. I mean, no excuses for us still. I'll never make excuses. I think having not having a quarterback is a pretty decent excuse. But it is what it is. Um, the undefeated Steelers are undefeated no more. Um, I, I still want to, I want to get on this Bronco thing. There's a lot of, there's a lot of football stuff to talk about, but fuck the NFL for dry fucking us like that. That was some bullshit. They didn't even spit on it first. They just jammed it in us and just, yeah, 
just gave it to us, made an example out of us for this COVID shit. And it's like, really? You're gonna you're gonna uh, let the Ravens? You're gonna delay the Ravens game multiple times so that uh, even though they their practice guys did end up, you know, their practice squad guys ended up having to play for the most part, and they still almost won, but they still got to you know be postponed where we didn't even have that option. They're just like, ah, fuck it, just good luck. Um, toast and cheers to my boy Justin Simmons for nomination of Walter Payton Man of the Year. Second year in a row he's gotten that or been nominated for that. So cheers to that guy. I love him. Uh, oh, and the Broncos responded by almost beating the Chiefs. Didn't beat them, but we almost did. So just wanted to point that out. What else has been going on in football, man? Uh, I made the playoffs in my fantasy league. Just one of them, though. I did get beat out in the other one. This is the first year I've gotten beaten out of the playoffs in like three years. I've made the playoffs in all my leagues three years in a row, I think. But my team is looking good. The Rams defense did it up for me this week. Got me 25 points in fantasy. Bam! So hopefully I'll be moving forward in that one. Uh, let's see, let's see. Basketball. Some good bas like big moves in basketball. Uh, Russell Westbrook to the uh, Wizards, which is a weird. It was a big trade with that. It's just weird. Like this is Russ's third team in three years. I think that Rockets team is going. They're spiraling, so I think they're going to be in rebuild mode pretty soon. Plus, James Harden is in. Uh, contract disputes he's trying to get out of there it looks like so and unfortunately in the in the NBA you can you can just if you're a, a megastar you can just say fuck it and yeah I'm not gonna play trade me put me somewhere I want to be and they'll do it it just happens like look at Anthony Davis LeBron signed another big deal uh, Nuggets let go of my my boy Tory Craig me and him share a last name Hoping to get one of his jerseys before they uh, sell out and they're done forever. Because I want that Nuggets jersey with my name and my number on it. I'm also number, like three has always been my number. So it would be really cool to get that. TC3, love that guy. And I was honestly pretty down about the Nuggets in the moves they made in this offseason. But now that I think about it, I think we might actually have a pretty good team. Um... Bull Bull. We, lo we lost Plumley, we lost Grant, and we lost Craig. And those were three big dudes that, that played impact roles in the playoffs and stuff. So it was like, damn, are we really like that much better than we were last year? It doesn't really feel like it. We got some, some up-and-coming rookies that show some potential. We re-signed Monte Morris, a great backup point guard. Uh, P.J. Dozier, he's a good perimeter defender. He kind of came out of nowhere last year and proved that he can be a good bench player. Bull Bull is going to come up and be the, the backup center. Michael Porter Jr. will probably slide into that starting lineup. And hopefully he can uh, he can make a big impact and be a better player than he was last year. So I'm starting to think the Nuggets might actually be a better team than they were last year. They have the potential to, at least, I think, so. We will see what happens. 
NBA draft happened. Um, there wasn't, like, I didn't really know a lot of the talent coming in. Um, one of the Ball brothers went to uh, the uh, Charlotte Hornets, which is interesting because uh, Michael Jordan owns the Hornets. And uh, LeVar Ball said that he could beat, um, or him and, him and Jordan have some kind of beef. So it's just funny that his son is now on the Hornets that are owned by Jordan. Let's see what else. What else? Who gives a fuck about baseball? Hockey, not really any news. But hockey and well, actually, I don't even think they've decided when hockey's gonna start. But basketball is literally I think the preseason starts tomorrow. And the regular season's just in another week away, if I'm not mistaken, so Basketball is going to be back soon. Getting close to playoff football. Good time for sports. Um, let me go ahead and round this episode out and tell you a couple of my personal sports stories, which there are not very many of. Very few. In far- did you see that? That was a total Donald Trump move that I just did. The Anyway. Personal uh, sports stories, how about? Um... I so football obviously is my favorite sport, right? Um never played little guy football or peewee football for some of you. I went out for the middle school football team and <laughs> I made it like 4 days of practice and decided it just wasn't for me like I didn't know how to do simple drills. I thought I wanted to be a wide receiver and clearly that was not going to happen for me, which is probably for the best because honestly in middle school sports, you don't get thrown to a lot. It's a lot of running. So I should have played defense. But even then it's like, I didn't, I didn't really get the concept of football as well as I, you know, did later on in life. And it's like the, the deciding fact, the, the, the final moment that I realized you know, sports or, or football just wasn't for me. Was uh, when I had to put my when when we got pads, we were gonna put pads on, and I had no idea how to put my pads on, and I was too embarrassed to ask how to put my pads on. Just ask anybody. So I quit and uh, never played. You know, school football, which kind of sucks because it's one of my biggest regrets is that I just never got that opportunity or or at least tried. To, uh, to be involved in that. And my coach, my middle school coach, really, really tried to keep me in it. And, man, I should have listened. But it is what it is, right? We move on. I did, however, later on play some flag football, which uh, was not extremely good at. But it was, it was fun. I mean, it was literally just to have that experience of playing football on a you know, league with with a group of people and just have that come you know, that team that team feeling, playing against another team. It was it was good. It wasn't necessarily the uh same, but it was a good uh it was something. Let's put it that way. It was something. And so did that. Probably the best I did get an interception. That was one of the coolest things I did in that. Also got my pants pulled down on that interception. Went up for the ball, grabbed it. I was like fighting for the ball with with the receiver, 
and like I ended up pulling it down. He like ended up falling down me and like pulled my shorts down. It was pretty funny actually. Luckily my uh, my underwear stayed on. So let's see. Uh, but my biggest sports you know moments were middle school basketball because I played both years middle school basketball. I'm, I'm I'm honestly just so grateful that I actually did play some sport. At some point in my life, I knew I was never going to play high school basketball. It's just so hard to to compete with you know that few of players, especially when you're in high school. People start getting taller. I was never that tall, and so I just knew you know I even knew beforehand like middle school basketball was going to be my only opportunity to play basketball. And looking back on it, I wasn't you know the best player, but I made the the A team and the and the you know the the main squad. In, in eighth grade, because in eighth grade you had A team, B team, and then you had like the uh, intramural team. And intramural team had to play in the or had to practice in the mornings, where the A team and B team practiced after school. And I ended up making the A team, which A team B team, you know, they were the same level. It wasn't like B team was worse than A team. So, um, I, and I specifically remember being in the hallway and a kid comes up to me and goes uh did you make the team and i was like yeah i made a team and he goes oh so you must have been the one that beat me out then like thinking like i was on the cusp of being cut or making intramural team and i barely made when i know there was like at least two or three other guys who were at least as good as me if not worse so yeah i wasn't i definitely wasn't the best player i was more just like a a body on the court, but I knew I knew all the plays. I knew, you know, I knew where to where to be on the court during certain plays, and you know, I was just kind of a body out there for most of the time. But here are my middle school basketball highlights because I have a few, and it's they're pretty epic, honestly. If I if I'm being completely honest with you, um, my my first big one was uh, in a we did practice. And it was we did this. It was called King Court, or, or King's Court, or something like that. And so you have your two main baskets on the ends, and then you have you know four, two on each side, two practice baskets. And so what you would do is you team up two on two. You'd go two on two, and the front court was was the King's Court. So if you won that game, you stayed there, and if you lost, you moved on. But everything else, you had to win the game. It was like three minutes, just two on two. And then if you won that game, you moved to the next court and then on to the next court, on to the next court until you got to the King's Court. And if you beat out the King, the King's Court, then you stayed there. And the whole point was to get to the King's Court and, and like hold that for as long as you could. It was basically just trying to match up different two on two um, pairings. And so, and the coaches, our two coaches were also a team. And they're both obviously taller than us. They're adults and fairly good basketball players. And so you're trying to compete. And they're not going half speed. They're playing full full basketball. So it was it was me and this other kid who was were like not very good. Let's be honest. He was not very good. And uh, it was just you know everyone else was friends. They're all jocks and they were the, the the buddies of each other. I was friends with everybody really, but like we weren't tight like that where they wanted to be my teammate so it was like me and this other guy were like the last two dudes and we're just like okay we'll be partners 
Well, anyway, we're playing the uh, the um, coaches, and something just came over me, and I was just on fire. Like the dude, like we check it in, and I would just shoot a three and fucking drain them. I I drained. I'm not kidding. I drained like five three pointers in a row. Just boom, boom, boom. And uh, the I I heard one of my coaches go. Where's this guy coming from? Like, what the fuck? Like, because I was never, you know, a consistent score. I was never, like, the the top score on anybody's, you know, on any squad. I didn't outperform anybody, really, quite like that at any point. And this was, like, later in the season, too. So, it was just a shock that I was, like, even making that many. And so, they're like, what the fuck? And we ended up beating them. It was close. They almost came back on us. But we ended up beating them. And that was, like, just a huge accomplishment. And afterwards, um, my coach says, hey, everybody on my squad, pass the ball to Dakota because he dropped five, it was, like, five or six three-pointers. And he's like, get the ball to him, okay? And uh, and that made me feel real good. And actually, at the next game, we were playing against, uh, Will James was, like, our rival school. And... Uh, I was on the corner, on the three line, on the corner, and I, I was wide open. They passed the ball out to me, and I shot it up. Nothing but net. It was my only points all season. I only made one basket, and it was that three-pointer. And that might have honestly been the last game of the season. If not, it was second-to-last game. I think it was the second-to-last game. But that was the only points I scored all season. But it was right after that practice, which was really cool. And then uh, the last big thing that happened in that was the the last practice of the year was just a fun practice. We just kind of did um, we played games and stuff. We did like a three point contest, and we did a like instead of a dunk contest, we did like a a layup contest. Who could do like the most epic layup? And uh, I got second in the three point contest. I it was like I got eight, and then the next person got like. The guy who won got nine. But I was, you know, there was a lot of guys who were, like, known for three-pointers. I was not one of them. And I got second in three-pointers. But the biggest thing that happened, at the end of the year, um, we had, like, incentives to get charges. And so if you got, the whole point was if you get, by the end of the year, if you got one charge, you get a small milkshake. Two charges a medium, three charges a large. And so they kept track of all the charges that you got. And so they, they handed out all those at the end of the year. And then they had two milkshakes left. And they gave them to who, you know, the coaches voted on who they thought was, like, the most outstanding player of the team. Like, the person who who showed the most um, knowledge of the game. Who was a good off-the-court role model and all that. And I ended up winning that for my team. And that was a really cool cool thing that I, that I received that. So... Um, and I was not the best player. I was just there every day and I, my grades were always good and yeah. So I ended up getting MVP even though, you know, I was definitely not the best player on the team. So that just goes to show, Hey, you put in hard work and you just, you act right and you can still be MVP. Um, let's see. That's pretty much my only sports stuff really. But like I did, I was going to go pro wrestling. That's kind of cool. Like, I, I literally went down to the, uh, there was a, there's a gym in Denver, and, like, I was super into pro wrestling. I still enjoy it, 
I'm not like a, a big huge fan right now. Like I kind of go in in waves of of liking pro wrestling, but um, but yeah, I uh, I was um, gonna go. I was gonna go train to be a pro wrestler in Denver. There was a gym down there, and I went down and scoped it out and talked to the guy. He had me run drills. Just to see if like it was something he wanted to see if it was something I was willing to commit to and something that like they were willing to put their time into like actually training me for it because what they had down there was a real program they would train you and then they had like online like th- they would do an online show like local shows where people would come and just like in an arena like a small like you know gym basically they'd set up a ring and do shows and then they they'd stream them on the internet. So, like, it was a whole promotion, like a small-time promotion. And I was going to go down there and train. And, like, it was so cool just getting to run the ropes and do some, like, bumps, which is where you, like, fall back and, like, you have to land a certain way and make the noise when you hit the ground. It was just cool. And, like, the guy said I was a natural. Like, he was just like, I can't believe how fast you're – like, there was a few things I would, like, fuck up. And then he would kind of explain it, and I would get it the next time. He's like, you're a real fast learner. And it's because I just watched so much of it, and I just kind of absorbed it that way and just learned that way. That Let me tell you something, okay? A wrestling ring is no fucking joke. Like, the ropes, when you're running against those ropes, like, back and forth, you hit the one rope, you take two steps, hit that other rope, and you always hit with the same side. You hit, one, two, turn, hit. There's, like, a rhythm to it. Dude, I ran those ropes like not even maybe two, three minutes trying to get that rhythm down. The next day, my entire side was black and blue from from hitting those ropes. Like it's not a joke. They're real like tight and and not they're not just like elastic bands that shoot you back and forth. And that mat, that ring, it has some give to it, but it's solid, man. It's solid like wood. It's just it's got a little bit of a spring into it, but other than that, there's no padding. You're, you're hitting a solid a solid um, piece of wood basically and so um, yeah that, that was just a, a little experience I had I got to run the ropes and it just never ended up happening my uncle passed and I had to deal with all that and they, they, they accepted me into the program and I was gonna go down and they had a like a house for a fighter or for for wrestlers to, to that everyone would live in the same house and just kind of share the rent and stuff like that and I got accepted to do that too, but you know, things change. Life events kind of change it, and which ended up being probably for the best. You know, I now I own my. You know, I I ended up inheriting my house from my uncle, and I ended up getting a pretty good job. And I don't know, life things happen for a reason. You know what I mean? So life happens for a reason. You just can't regret it. You can't dwell on it. Um, yeah, I think I'll leave you with that, guys. Keep your eye on the road. Don't don't lose focus. And uh, you don't want to fall off that road. Just keep just keep your eyes on the road and and uh, be aware of everything around you in life, in your relationships, in everything that you do. Uh, don't forget to share this episode. Uh, any any social media platform the audio one gets you a submission 
and a the video share gets your submission. Just make sure you let me know that you shared it, whether that's you know tagging me in the comments or whatever you gotta do. Twenty-five dollar gift card next episode. I'm gonna be doing a drawing, and we will have a winner right here on the episode uh, on the show, and um, and you're gonna win a twenty-five dollar gift card, and that's all you gotta do. All you gotta do is share the episode. There's like there's no effort involved in that. And you get your name entered to potentially win 25 bucks. How easy is that? Free, you know, it's not free promotion for me, but I mean, it just—it's a win-win. It's a win-win. Um, as always, don't forget to go check out my band Cutthroat uh, on Facebook. We have been just in the—we've just been in the writing stages right now, but we're getting into 2021. Hopefully, we'll have more shows. Hopefully, we'll get some recordings out for you. So go check out my band as always, and. Um, just be good to yourselves, guys. Be good to yourselves. Have a great week. Christmas is coming up. Get that that Christmas spirit in you. And uh, as always, guys, don't forget, life's a garden. Dig it.